Welcome to the sermon podcast of Christian author and speaker, Troy Black. We're praying that as you listen, God will reveal his love, grace, and truth to you in a deeper way. After listening, don't forget to connect with Troy on YouTube and Facebook. May this message from Troy inspire you in your walk with Christ. Hey y'all, this is Troy Black. So I'm really excited about this video. I believe the Lord has given me something to share with you. Um, But I'm also going to be talking about something that can be a little heavy um, in in nature. So I want to pray actually before we get started. Lord Jesus, I just ask that your Holy Spirit would be here um, throughout this video, that those who are listening or watching, Lord, that they would feel your presence, your goodness, your joy, um, that they would, uh, that your peace would just uh, reign in their hearts, Lord Jesus. And I just ask that um, if there's any um, anything that I say that uh, shouldn't be said, Lord, that you would just help them to skip over that, God, that your words would come forth, Lord, that uh, your truth would be spoken in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, so so I, like I said, I am excited about this topic, um, but it is, it is kind of a heavy topic. It's something that I've dealt with personally in the past. And what I'm going to be talking about is depression, um, but I don't want to focus on depression. I really am going to be focusing on, and this is what I believe the Lord wants me to do, is focusing on uh, the quote-unquote cure for depression. And, and I could specifically say the cure for depression in 2020. Because um, honestly, y'all, there have been so many things this year, and I believe this is why the Holy Spirit put this topic on my heart. There have been so many things this year um, that, that could potentially cause um, you know, depression, whether it's, it's temporary or something that's more permanent you know, in nature. Um, especially, I mean, you know, this was, this was a, uh, uh, something that happened to me like a week ago when I started to see these reports of like the whole coronavirus thing resurging when, when it's coming back up in the news and they're saying the cases are, are rising again. You know, my, my first, uh, initial, um, reaction was to feel depressed about it, uh, just to be honest with y'all. And I believe the Lord brought me out of that real fast, but, but I also believe he used that to say, Troy, this is something that you need to talk about. Um, and, and this is something the Holy Spirit actually uh, told me this week. He said, I want you to make a video about depression. And so uh, I'm trying to be obedient. You know, the same way that depression can uh, come from our circumstances, kind of like the year 2020, all these different things that have been going on, you know, especially the whole having to stay at home or not knowing what the future is going to look like. You know, depression can come in multiple ways. It can come, um, it can be a result of circumstances. It can be a feeling of hopelessness, you know, that weighs heavy upon us about the future, but it can also be a result of, of other things. Like for instance, it can be a result of a spiritual issue. There can be a spiritual root issue there. Um, it can also be a, uh, a, a, a mental thing. It can be like um, something that's uh, connected to our, our physical health or our mental health or something like that. But even though uh, there can be different causes for depression, I believe um, that God has given us the solution, the cure to depression in his word. Um, and I believe that cure uh, affects all of these causes in different ways. But I, but that's what I want to focus on. Um, and, and I got this picture this week of, of a boxer in like this boxing ring, you know, like fighting this opponent. And in this case, the, the opponent is depression. And and when, if you're in a ring and you've got, uh, you know, you're, uh, you've got a, a partner who's supposed to fight with you and y'all are on this tag team, uh, you know, I, I, like if, if you're fighting someone who's too big, too strong for you to fight, you need to tag your partner. And you say, you know, I'm, I'm going to check out. You jump in the ring. You fight them for me. And in this case, I believe the Lord is saying, you know, depression hits hard, but Jesus hits harder. 
if if you're facing this battle um, against depression and it feels like man, I don't, there's no hope. It feels like I don't know what I'm going to do in this case. You need to get Jesus in the ring and you need to get him to fight for you, especially if this is a spiritual issue that's happening. We, in, in our in our uh, natural state, we can't fight a spiritual battle unless the Lord is fighting on our behalf. You know, he has given us principles and truths to stand on in his word, and, and, and that is part of it. But the other side of the coin is it's God's spirit. It's not might nor power, the Bible says, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. And so if we're fighting a spiritual battle, we need um, uh, the God of all peace to fight that battle for us. So I want to jump right into the cure, what I'm calling the cure for depression. Um, and, and this is found in Ephesians 1 uh, verse 3. It says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So, so this is what this is saying is we have been given every spiritual blessing and any a spiritual blessing we need, and and in this case, that includes uh, uh, unlimited joy. Um, and and you know, if you know, if you've ever heard of the fruit of the spirit, the the fruit of the spirit includes the joy of the Lord, love, joy, peace, etc. If if we are in this state of of hopelessness, we're in this state where we feel weighed down, uh, depressed. Um, you know, maybe. We, we don't have a, uh, maybe the future doesn't look very bright to us, whatever it might be, or it could be something that's unexplainable. You know, we're in this state and we don't even know why. You know, maybe the maybe we don't even feel like our circumstances warrant us feeling this way. That that to me is especially when you can tell it's a spiritual issue. Um, but but if we're in this state, what we need is the joy of the Lord to, to come and flood our hearts, to, to, to fill us up with with uh, joy from His presence. And and. What's so amazing about this verse is it says, it's telling us that we have those things, but we don't just have those things, you know, in and of themselves. We have those things in Christ. And it actually says, uh, in heavenly places in Christ. So the answer to depression in the Bible, and you know, and I understand if this is hard to hear, um, I really encourage you to keep listening to the rest of the video. Um, and, and please hear this um, with, uh, take this with a grain of salt, you know, because I understand not everyone is going to be able to necessarily accept this right off the bat. But, but I can speak personally from my own life that this really works. Um, I've been in a place of depression before. Um, at one point, I was in a, a very deep, dark depression for a long time. Um, and and the, it was the joy of the Lord that actually brought me out of that so this really works. Even if you've heard that before and, it, and you, you think it didn't work for you, um, I'm going to kind of work through that a little bit uh, later in this video. So please watch through the rest of the video. Uh, but Jesus actually talks about this, uh, this concept in uh, John 15, 7 uh, through 11. And I'm actually only going to read verse 7 and verse 11. He says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Verse 11, these things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. So Jesus is saying he wants us to be full of joy, of the joy of the Lord. And he's saying that's why he told us this. And then we have to look at what did he tell us. And, and I really want you all to go read this whole passage here, John 15, 7 through 11. Um, but the basis of it is, of what Jesus is saying is he's saying, if you abide in me. That's what he's saying here. If you if you abide in me, and in, in another place in the same chapter, he says, if you remain in me. And, and this is so amazing. If we can learn this concept, if we can not just learn it, but begin to walk in this truth, um, then Jesus has promised us unlimited joy in his presence. Joy uh, that's going to carry us through any, any feeling that we have. 
You know, anything that's uh, that's going on in our body, physically or mentally or emotionally, any circumstance we walk through in life, any uh, spiritual attack that comes up against us, His joy is going to be the strength that carries us through those things. And so I actually want to address two responses to this truth in Scripture. Um, you know, I, I know there's a lot of pushback against this idea because I know that there are times where where uh, we've heard this concept of remaining in Christ, you know, and we've, we've tried to implement it, maybe or, or maybe not, but some of us have, and yet we have not seen the results of it. You know, we, we've heard this and we, we've said, if I know this, you know, then why is it not working for me? You know, why is depression still able to, to rule over me, to, to still be present in my life? Um, so I want to re- respond to uh, these, these two responses to this truth. And the first response is the response of the skeptic. You know, and this might be um, a, a Christian or, or an unbeliever. You know, you might be watching this, you might be saved, and you might be thinking, uh, you know, that sounds too good to be true, you know, or, or maybe I haven't experienced that for myself. Or you might be unsaved and you might be saying, can this be true, you know, or, or maybe you're thinking it's probably not true. The, uh, the, the only response I have, and this is the main response I would give to someone who's skeptical about this truth, is, is actually my personal uh, story, my personal testimony you know, I, I could go through truths in God's word all day long, um, and, and you could argue, um, if, if, you, if you know the Bible, you could argue theologically with me, or, or if you know, you know, if you know a lot about um, the medical causes of depression and things like that, you could argue with me all day long. But there, there's something that uh, my pastor, uh, who I've had in a couple of my videos before, his name is Tim Ingram, and something that he says a lot that I, that I really love is, um, uh, someone can't argue with your story. You know, and here's the thing. When, when it comes to my personal testimony story, you can choose to believe it, you can choose not to believe it, but you can't argue with it because um, the truth is you weren't there, you know? And, and, and so I try to share my own uh, uh, story a lot. I try to share real experiences from my life a lot of times because if nothing else, you know, maybe you'll be able to relate to that. But, but my story when it comes to depression is that I was, uh, before I was saved, you know, I was in this place where I was trying to um, live for God. You know, I was trying to do the right things. I was actually reading the Bible sometimes. Um, and and I had not yet uh, begun a real relationship with Jesus Christ. So I, I could not have said that I was uh, remaining in Christ, that I was abiding in Him. Because I did actually not, I didn't even know what that looked like yet, you know. So I was in this place where I'm trying to follow uh, uh, the truths of Scripture but I, I was so far away from things like the joy of the Lord, the peace of God. I, I didn't, I wasn't experiencing any of the, those things in my own life, you know. And, and I was so depressed that I, I had this such a heavy weight on me and, and this hopelessness on me all the time that I couldn't sleep at night. I was going to, to thing after thing after thing, you know, trying to find some sort of like um, um, hope in life. Um, I was getting like on average three to four hours of sleep uh, per night. And that's just because I was trying to go to bed and couldn't, you know, like I I literally could not. I felt so terrible all the time. And there were some nights where I didn't sleep at all. And then and then the day that that all changed, no joke, overnight was the day um, that I began to hear from Jesus himself through the Holy Spirit, that he began to speak uh, to my heart about the love of God, about what Jesus had done for me on the cross. And when I began to believe those things, suddenly I, I understood what it meant to remain in Him, to abide in His love. And, and as soon as I stepped into that place of intimacy with Jesus, you know, I wasn't perfect all of a sudden. I'm not saying that. But as soon as I began to walk in this intimate relationship with Jesus, as soon as I understood what that really was, um, depression broke off of me literally overnight. And so the first response uh, that I'm addressing is the response of the, of the skeptic. The second response I want to address is the response of someone who 
is saved, is a Christian, and you're working hard for the Lord, and yet you're still not experiencing the freedom from depression uh, that you're longing for, you know, or maybe it's still able to come um, attack you anytime it wants. I mean, if you're in that place, um, I, I want to walk you through uh, the next journey of my story a little bit. Uh, when I first started to walk in this intimate relationship with Jesus, depression was broken off of me. I mean, I went into what, you know, what a lot of people refer to as this honeymoon season, right? Where I was filled with the, the fruits of the Spirit all the time, like love, joy, peace, just like overflowing out of me. And I was, you know, I was so excited to, to know the Lord uh, personally, um, to be able to hear from Him. And so I'm in this place where I thought that uh, things like depression were never going to be able to touch me again, right? And, and yet, I, uh, uh, like about a year after that, I found myself in this place where because I was uh, living for the Lord, because I was wanting to please Him, I started to do all these things for God, and I got so focused on the things I was doing that I got to this place where I really wasn't believing His words as much as I had been believing them at the start. Um, so I want to read this uh, this verse from the same chapter. This is John 15. Uh, we just read uh, verse 7 and 11, and this is this is what Jesus says in verses 3 and 4. He says, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. What's so cool about this verse is it's showing us two things. It's, it's showing us that, yes, there is work involved, you know, in, in having a relationship with God, but the work, he's, which is the fruit in this verse, the work is the result of being connected to the vine. The work is the result of abiding in Christ. It, abiding in Christ is not the result of the work. It's the other way around. And and here's what's so amazing about what Jesus is saying. How do we get to that place where we are abiding in Christ, where we're remaining in him? Look at verse three again. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. We get to abide in Christ, not based on all these things that we're doing. We get to abide in him when we continue to believe that the word he has spoken is true. When, when we are walking in faith and belief in the words of Christ, uh, we come right into, you know, Paul said, come boldly before the throne room of grace, not the throne room of work, the throne room of grace. Um, if, you're, if you feel far away from the Lord, maybe you feel like you're out of fellowship with him, and maybe you feel like, I wish the Lord was pouring his joy out upon me, you know, but I'm just not in that place. Maybe I'm not, uh, I'm not good enough yet, or I'm not spiritually mature enough yet, or something like that. Um, you really need to get this. This truth will set you free. It's not about your efforts or your work. It's about the work that Jesus completed on the cross. And when we begin to walk in that truth every single day, when we wake up in the morning and we say, you know what? Um, <laughs> these uh, circumstances are coming against me today, or I feel like I'm under spiritual attack today, or, you know, the, the situation in my body or my, or my mind has not changed yet, but we say, but in spite of that, I'm putting my full hope, my full trust in what Jesus did for me on the cross, then we, uh, God catapults us to this place where we get to abide in Christ um, despite the other things around us, and just abiding in Christ begins to change those things um, through the power of, of the cross, uh, through the power of the gospel, through the power of His presence. Uh, like I said earlier, not by might uh, nor by uh, <clears throat> power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. It's not by it's not by the things that we're doing. It's by what He is doing. This is Troy Black. I pray the Lord is speaking to you through this podcast. We'll get back to the message in a second. 
but I want to take a minute to tell you about how you can support this ministry. I'm able to create videos, books, podcasts, and other materials because of faithful supporters who value my content and who want to help me share the gospel with as many people as possible. All I ask is that you would pray about becoming a part of the work we're doing. Learn more by going to TroyBlackVideos.com. I hope you're blessed as you continue listening. And here's a cool illustration I want to share. My wife actually planted, uh, her sister Julie came over and helped her plant this tomato plant in our backyard recently. It's like the only uh, fruit bearing plant we have in our yard. Uh, but yeah, she planted this thing and, and I was talking to my sister Sabrina on the phone um, about this tomato plant. And she said, before you plant it, um, let me tell you how to actually plant a tomato plant. And so I'm like, I'm thinking like, wow, is there a, an actual like uh, science to this? Like, and she said, what you need to do is instead of just uh, planting the roots in the ground, you know, and covering the roots up with the soil, you actually want to clip off the, the low branches of this plant and you want to plant that the, the stem, you know, of, of the plant as far down in the soil as possible to where most of the plant is actually covered up by dirt. And I had never heard that before. And I thought, wow, that's crazy. And she said, the reason is because the more of that plant that's under the soil, the more of it that's dug down into the soil, the more the, that it's going to be able to root out of the sides of that stem. And the more it's going to take a firm root in the ground and it's actually going to end up bearing a lot more fruit. It's going to be a lot healthier. It's, there's going to be a lot more life in that plant. Um, and you're going to get much bigger and better tomatoes. And I thought that was amazing, but but I realized this week the same thing is true in our walk with Christ. You know, a lot of us we're 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 putting our our roots in Jesus. He's the foundation, but we've we've barely got our roots in the ground, right? And then we're trying to go, we're trying to grow up, and and we're trying to stem out in as many ways as possible. But the problem is we're not really firmly planted. And what Jesus is saying is bury yourself inside Him as much as possible, and then that that fruit is going to be a natural. Um, uh, occurrence. It's going to happen naturally if we just remain in Christ. If we if we literally just uh, uh, every single day learn to bury ourselves um, under the truth of Jesus Christ inside of, of the presence of God, then you know everything else, the joy that we need, that's going to spring out of our life uh, automatically. The fruit that God wants us to wants to see in our life, wants us to bear, that's going to happen automatically if we just learn to remain in Him. And, and so as we are responding to um, some of the depression of 2020, I, I really believe we need to be asking ourselves this question. Am I responding uh, to maybe the depression I'm feeling right now or, or the hopeless thoughts that, I'm, that have, have popped up into my mind or maybe even just the weight of the circumstances? Am I responding to these things in fear or in faith? And, you know, I, I believe, honestly, you know, if, if, I'm, if I'm really being honest, I believe a lot of times we can respond to something in fear and we can mask that fear by calling it wisdom. You know, but, but the way to know, are we responding uh, with, you know, quote unquote, world uh, wisdom, like the worldly wisdom that's actually fear based? Or are we responding in faith is by looking at the words of God, opening up the Bible, reading the word of God and saying, am I responding based on what God has said? Or am I responding based on what the world is saying right now? 
You know, and I'm not I'm not saying there's no place for wisdom. There is godly wisdom that the Lord wants us to have. He wants us to be uh, uh, wise about things in life. He wants us to be practical about things. But at the same time, if if fear is the foundation for those things, then they are those things as wise as they sound, they're not from God. He wants faith to be the foundation, and faith is always built on the truth of God's word. I, I think there's this huge temptation for us to look at depression and to to kind of say. Well, that's just the way things are. You know, that's just the way I am. That's the way it's always going to be. But God is the God of the impossible. Jesus said what's impossible with man is is possible for God. If it feels impossible or if maybe a doctor told you it's impossible, that does not change the God's power to be able to, to change that situation. It does not scare God at all. Jesus, you know, the disciples looked at so many circumstances and said, wow, we can't do this or this is too much. And Jesus said, uh, where's your faith? Aren't you trusting in God? And Jesus is calling us as the body of Christ to respond uh, to, to this year and to, to the, uh, the fallout of this year, the aftermath of this year, you know, the emotions that this year has caused in faith to look at the words of Christ and say, even if, you know, my circumstances are saying this, this is what the word of God says, and this is what I'm going to stand on. And if it doesn't happen today, I'm going to keep standing on it tomorrow, and I'm going to see the power of God at work in my life. I'm believing that with all my heart. That is where God wants us to be. That is where he wants us to, to remain. That's what it looks like to remain in Christ, is to stay in this place of, of, of belief, this place of fellowship with him, allowing the Holy Spirit to build our faith up, allowing the word of God to build our faith up, uh, and and to and to keep coming back to what he has said, and so going back to my story, uh, you know, before I got saved, I was so depressed, and then the Lord brought me out of that depression overnight. But after uh, walking with the Lord for about a year or so, a little over a year, I got to this place where I was. I began to focus so much on the work I was doing for Him, and then I kind of got away from the relationship a little bit, and I really, honestly, wasn't believing Him as much as I had been believing Him at the start. I wasn't really walking in faith. And so I, I got to this place where I was trying to do all the right things, but then depression actually was able to come back into my life a little bit. You know, and then I was like freaking out because I'm like, man, if I'm serving the Lord, why am I feeling this way? You know, um, I went to a doctor and actually uh, he actually prescribed uh, antidepressants to me. He said, yeah, you're, you're depressed. You need antidepressants. You know, and as soon as I heard that, something inside of me clicked and I and I knew that the Lord was telling me, no, you're not supposed to take these. You're supposed to be finding the actual, like the, the cure for um, the spiritual root of depression. Like that's what he was wanting to give me, the actual cure, not just a way to manage it, you know, because this was a spiritual issue that I was facing. Um, and, and it was a circumstantial a little bit too. And that is what the Lord began to walk me through. Right after that, he walked me through this season where he was reminding me that, you know, it's not about what you're doing. You know, what you're doing is going to be a result of abiding in Christ, but it's about abiding in him. That's where I want you to be. And the more I begin to do that, the more I begin to uh, literally just lay all of my own ability down in front of him and say, God, I can't do this. I need your help. I need your presence today. I need your voice today. The more the Lord began to bring me out of that and oh my gosh, the other side of the fence is so um, beautiful. It's so worth it. it it's worth uh, going into the secret place with the Lord, uh, waiting with Him. You know, if you want some uh, encouragement this week, I encourage you to go and read about 
uh, David in the Old Testament. Read, read about the story of David and read some of the Psalms, the, the way that David approached the Lord, the heart that he had for the presence of the Lord, for the person, you know, of, of the Lord, not just, not just the idea of God or, or, or you know, the works of God or, or the commandments or something. He wanted the person of God. He wanted to know the presence of God, you know, and God was his shield. God was his strong tower. God was the person that kept pulling him out of these things uh, that were trying to drag him under. And if depression is trying to drag you under right now, go to the person of Jesus Christ this week and, and learn to abide in him and he will pull you out of it. And, and honestly, if there's any person in the history of mankind um, that, that should have been depressed, uh, one of those people was Jesus Christ. You know, if you were just looking at his story from a natural uh, human perspective, a lot of us, you know, we, we're, we feel hopeless sometimes when we don't know where our lives are headed. Jesus knew exactly where his life was headed, and yet he was so full of joy. Jesus knew that his life ended at the cross at, at, at a terribly um, horrific uh, uh, torture and death. He knew that's where he was headed. And yet the uh, Hebrews uh, uh, 12, 2 actually talk, Paul talks about how it was for the joy set before him that he endured the cross. There was so much joy in the life of Jesus Christ it, through the Holy Spirit and through the truths that God had spoken to him. He had so much faith in what God had said was going to come after that. The fruit of it that was going to come after that um, that he endured the cross with joy, the Bible says, which is so amazing to me. And and here's the amazing thing about it is, you know, uh, Paul Paul actually also talks about he he says that the the our current circumstances are not even worthy to be compared uh, with the glory that is going to be revealed to us. You know that that's similar to the the, way, the perspective Jesus had when he was on earth. He was saying this is not even worth comparing to um, the glory of God that is going to be revealed, the, the the joy that is set before me. And, and here's the thing, Jesus wants us to live in that place today. And the way that we get to live there is he wants to share his joy with us personally through the Holy Spirit. Uh, when we are filled with the Spirit and we're experiencing the fruit of the Spirit, we're going to be walking in the same joy that Jesus walked in. And, and, he's, and, and you know that, that's what it looks like to abide in him. It's just to be able to receive that from him every single day. I'm reminded of this old uh, worship song uh, we used to sing in church when I was a kid. Um, it, uh, I, I wrote some of the lyrics down here. It goes, I love you. I need you. Though my world may fall, I'll never let you go. Uh, I really loved this song when I was a kid. It's a very emotional song, you know, and very uh, felt like I was reaching out to God a lot, you know. But, but here's the thing. Um, though this song sounds great, I actually don't believe these lyrics are uh, really biblical. <laughs> Um, you know, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with singing this song. There's n nothing wrong with making that vow to the Lord in, in your heart. But but you also have to understand that um, this is not something, this is an empty promise to Jesus. There are times where we let him go. None of us are perfect at holding on to him. But, but it's actually the flip side is the truth. Jesus is the one who never lets us go. You know, the, the, the uh, apostle Peter learned this the hard way. Uh, Matthew 26, 35 says, Peter said to him, even if... I ha even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. All the disciples said the same thing too. But here's the thing. That very night, Peter denied that he knew Jesus three times. And this was right after he vowed he would never deny Jesus. He would, all, he would go with him to the very end. And he, and he didn't. That was an empty promise. But even when he denied Jesus, Jesus came back for him. And Jesus did not deny him before the Father, which is so beautiful to me. And it's the same picture that Jesus wants to paint for us today. You know, when Jesus came back to Peter, he came back full of, with hands 
that were full of grace, the grace of God. And he also actually brought a blessing with him. Uh, when he came back, he performed this miracle uh, where Peter catches all these fish the same way that he did you know, at the start of his uh, uh, friendship with Jesus in the Gospels. This is so beautiful to me because Jesus, he wants to bring a blessing with him today, a, a blessing of the joy of the Lord, the fullness of of his presence today. And, and that blessing is not something that he, he, he is based on uh, how well we've done. You know, the good news is we are all like Peter. You know, we, we've all denied the Lord in some ways. We've all you know, walked in unbelief in some ways, but it's not based on how good we've done. It's based on how good he is. It's based on his grace. So if we come um, boldly before the throne room of grace today, if we come back to the Lord and say, God, you know, I haven't walked right before you. I haven't done this right. I haven't walked in faith. I need your help. I need your grace today. He is right there. He is able and willing um, to bring us before the Father and say, God, uh, th- this is this is uh, this is my friend Troy. You know, this is my friend, um, and and they need you. You know, he is he is our our advocate before the Father all the time. And and what's so amazing about Jesus is, um, you know, even when we feel unworthy, even when we feel uh, like we have no right to be in God's presence, Jesus always has a right, and he has enough of a right that he extends that to us. Um, what Jesus deserved, he he gifted to us when he died on the cross. And all, the only thing God is asking of us today, the only thing Jesus is asking us is to believe him. Jesus said, this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he has sent. That is the work that he's asking of us today. He's asking for us to come before God and say, God, I haven't done everything I need to do. I haven't done everything right, but I believe that Jesus is enough. I believe your grace is enough for me today. And when we do that every day, when we learn to abide in Christ in that way, uh, the, the joy of the Lord is going to overflow onto us and it's going to overflow out of us into the lives of others. So I really hope you have enjoyed this video. I want to mention a couple other resources. Um, the first one is I actually released a uh, an sermon audio video recently um, uh, about depression. And I'm going to I'm going to put a link uh, to that video below uh, this video on YouTube. So please go check out that video. Um, also, um, you can get a free copy of my testimony story, which tells the stories I told today, uh, including a lot more. And and in this book, I talk a lot about the depression I went through um, in, in a couple different seasons in my life. Um, and you can get a free PDF copy of that book on my website, troyblackvideos.com. So I hope you go check it out and read that book. I love y'all so much, and I'll see you next time. You can connect with Troy Black on YouTube or Facebook. For more content from Troy Black or to find out how you can support this ministry, visit TroyBlackVideos.com.